Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 3, Episode 15, The Negotiator. The original air date for this episode was March 7th, 1988. It was... Written and directed by a couple regular CCs, uh, Charles Carell and Calvin Clements. <laughs> um, and why don't we discuss this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, uh, MacGyver is set upon by an evil corporation with a uh, woman negotiator who's designed to come in and try to persuade him to give up on this environmental study what, by whatever means necessary. Right. Um, and where do we start this episode? Um, this episode starts, uh, well, I was excited because it starts off with the full theme song. Right, um, yeah. We, we've been having, like, the half version of the theme song. It cuts off whole... the second verse of the... Y- yeah. Um, I don't know why they chose to give us the full one. I guess they were just 20 seconds short. short this week. <laughs> this week. So, um, so we got the full theme song. I bet, you know, I bet it was one of those situations where someone just put the wrong clip in. That's possible. Um, but, uh, MacGyver is standing out by a lake... And just kind of watching birds and taking some notes as uh, another car drives up, and uh, it is uh, Mr. Remick. Right, played by Ned Bellamy, mm-hmm. who we had previously had. Uh, he was one of the henchmen uh, from Ugly Duckling who was sent in to kill the professor. Right. Um, and uh, he is the lawyer rep- uh, for a uh, land developer named Mr. Knapp, who we'll meet later. Right. Um, basically, the holdup is that MacGyver is doing a study on the impact of building a new marina on this lake. He's all. He's already doing the primary study. Mm-hmm. He's pushing for a three-week follow-up study, right. which would lead to an eighteen-month secondary follow-up. Right. Um, but a full study. Yeah, but he's still in the middle of the preliminary one. Right. Um, and so Remick is basically just trying to say, "Hey, look, everyone else has signed off on it except the Phoenix Foundation, who is in charge of this particular research project." Right. And the you know, he's trying to basically goad MacGyver, not goad MacGyver, but well, he straight up bribes him. Yeah, he like, he offers him a hundred thousand dollar a year salary to join their board mm-hmm. in exchange for letting this whole uh, whole thing go over. The, yeah, the environmental study just go by. Uh, but of course, MacGyver's above that. He's not gonna he's not gonna take a obvious bribe. But uh, so Remick also subtly threatens his life by saying it's along the lines of. It's like, you don't live in the real world, but you're going to find out about the real world real soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. After um, he offers him the money, MacGyver, like, pokes fun at how not subtle he's being. Right. And then he follows it up with a direct, like, physical threat <laughs> of, like, all right, well, you're going to find out that you made the wrong decision here. Um, and so as Remick drives off, he uh, signals a tow truck that's along the side of the road with his headlights, you know, and, like, taps it along. Right. And it, it's it's perfectly cued with the music, too. It kind of feels like the beginning of Partners. Because uh, yeah, we're we're we have a truck that's pursuing them, and we're never seeing the driver. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and um, it, it's like it's a duel esque. Yeah, very very much like duel. I thought. Yeah. Um, so now as MacGyver comes down the road, the tow truck starts to follow him, and uh, it starts to get aggressively behind him, and honking its horn, and MacGyver and then eventually nudging the spare on the back of the jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the intention was to run him off the road. Yeah. Or or if it was just to scare him. Do you think it was It didn't a... seem like a deadly enough area to run him off the road. Yeah. Um I think it was probably more to scare him. It just to let him know that there actually are people to follow up on these threats. Right. 
And uh, so MacGyver notices that they're coming up to a, a T intersection and they're coming up at the, he's going to be at the cross of the T. He's, he's hitting the, the dead end, which really wasn't really a dead end, I guess, because it was private property. Yeah, yeah. But so MacGyver starts, uh, grabs his fire extinguisher from the, the middle camp console of the car and just starts spraying down the windshield yeah. of the tow so truck. So the guy can't see out the window. Uh, he doesn't turn on his windshield wipers, but. Right. Because um, what are those? Yeah, they don't exist. Uh, and, uh, so MacGyver does a quick turn, uh, down the, the T and the driver doesn't realize that he's turned or realizes that there's an intersection and crashes through a gate and just skids to a stop and then immediately just bails yeah, instead out. Instead of just backing up and driving away, he just jumps out of the car and just runs down Runs off. But they're like in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. he would have gotten much farther in the car. Yeah. Um, and it was so, I, I, I thought that this was like a Murdoch setup. Even though it didn't seem like it wasn't totally related to that, but just the fact that the, as you see the driver, you just get his shoes, and then as he's running away, you just see the back of his head, and he's wearing a, a trucker's hat, as Murdoch often does. Yeah, uh, I was like, God, was that was that Murdoch? <laughs> and I was like, No, it just it just is a weird. Maybe it was. We never know. Yeah, we, we never, never know. come back to it. Um, we do find out that the truck was stolen, uh, so that is part of it, or at that, least they claim it was stolen. Yeah. Um. So we, from here we go to uh, the environmental board meeting where we get to see Remick and now Mr. Knapp, right. who, who another returning character. David Aykroyd coming back uh, after his turn as Trumbo in Season mm-hmm. 1, Episode 6, Trumbo's World. Still hasn't learned to uh, appreciate the environment that he lives in. Right. Those like. ants taught him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he made a lot of money, though. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so MacGyver and uh, the Phoenix Foundation team want an additional three weeks, and Mr. Knapp seems more than willing to give it to them. Yeah, he wants to look generous for the court, so he just says, you know, I, I would hate for my legacy to be tainted with like this being a detrimental to the environment instead right. of being an asset to the community. So go ahead and do your study while I figure out how to kill you. Yeah. What? Oh, nothing. I mean, nothing. Uh, do your study while I figure out how to kiss you. <laughs> what? I like the sounds of that much better. <laughs> I mean, if I had to choose. Um, but then it's really weird because uh, MacGyver and Nikki and Pete start talking about the, the truck incident very loudly. Definitely while... loud enough for the whole room to hear. Yeah, because uh, Mr. Knapp and Remick are still in the room. As, as are all the judges and board members that yeah. are here to make the decision. And so it just seems really odd that they're they're saying, oh, we should have brought up that incident with the truck and the driver. I still think we should have mentioned that a truck tried to kill you, MacGyver, loud enough for everyone. Yeah. Huh? Did you hear it? Eh? Anyway, if you don't think we should have mentioned it, maybe it's not worth bringing up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess they could just try to kill you again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so now as Pete... Nikki and MacGyver exit. Nap and Remick stay behind and have their conversation. Yeah. This is like... Which is an even more like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get MacGyver out of the mm-hmm. way. As if that's going to solve anything, because the Phoenix Foundation is in charge of the study. Right. So whatever you do to MacGyver, they're obviously just going to have someone else complete Ex- the study. Exactly. It's not, you mean they're not going to give up just because... Like, that would be worse. Well, the guy studying it died in a, in a mysterious accident, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Better I guess, uh, I guess you guys can just build your development deal. Yeah, MacGyver would have wanted it that way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll honor his memory. They'd have to fake like a diary of like, everything looks so good, they should just build this thing. 
Phoenix Foundation said MacGyver, like, they they forge a note from MacGyver. Before I die, I want them to know that the Marina is A-OK. He updated as well yesterday. Uh, so Nap goes out to meet with uh, the negotiator, the, the titular character. Apparently she is hired exclusively by art patrons. So mm-hmm. the way you find her is you go into uh, this gallery and you walk up to a specific painting that she's waiting by mm-hmm. and you make a comment about the artist having been left-handed and that's yeah. how she knows that you're you're her contact yeah you're someone there to hire her she charges a half million a shot mm-hmm. and uh she's undercutting uh exactly exactly five hundred thousand dollars she's his biggest competitor yeah. she she does ask for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars up front though right yeah uh, you know a deposit is that not how uh scaramanga does it I don't know. Scaramanga charges a million a shot. But we don't see the payments. Yeah, I don't know if he gets paid before or after. Yeah. I would think payment on completion. Yeah. Completion. Because um. <laughs> what he has to do right before he kills someone. Yeah. I get it. Exactly. People who, yeah, people who understand that Bond movie know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, love is required whenever he's hired. Yes. Um... That's comes just before the kill. That's, be <laughs> That's a little more blatant that line. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. We don't, have to, we don't have to say that part. <laughs> you can't say that in the film. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the negotiator, who we never know her real name. Uh, we only know her. We we'll only know her through the plot of the of the episode as Deborah or right. Debbie. Uh, and maybe we get um, her actual name in the follow-up, because this character does come back for Unfinished Business. Right. Which is a clip show. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. But she comes back for an episode. Maybe she's in one of the clips, or maybe she's the killer in that episode. Yeah. We'll find we'll, out we'll later. We'll find out. Um, but she uh, is played by Christian Alfonso, who is apparently credited, at least, in 1,500-some episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and... It, I think she's she splits her time looking like Claudia Wells from Back to the Future and sort of a, a Linda Hamilton type. Yeah, absolutely. With the jacket. Yeah, when when she's like with MacGyver, she is straight Definitely. up Linda Han- yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, before she's hired by Nap, she she gives him one last chance to back out. Uh, you know, she says, "Are you sure you need me? Because like, if they do the study, they might." It might turn out that it's you're okay to go. And this is when Nap admits that he's already paid for this study privately, mm-hmm. like he had his own private people figured out, and they determined that yeah, this would be detrimental to the environment. Right. So he already knows what MacGyver's going to find if MacGyver does a thorough enough job. Right. So he's got to be eliminated. I mean, the Phoenix Foundation has to be eliminated, but yeah. in this case, MacGyver has. They'll to be have eliminated. to do them one at a time. After yeah. They take him out, then Nikki, and then probably Pete. Yeah. Just just keep taking him out. Yeah. Uh. So, Debbie, uh, the negotiator, starts doing her preliminary research on MacGyver. She's, she's taking photos of him at the work site. She she puts on her her uh, links links breaking and entering coat, and she <laughs> breaks into the houseboat while MacGyver's on the site, and does some investigating at the house. She she bugs an outlet in his kitchen right with a microphone. It's a really bad idea. Yeah, um, you don't want to put. A radio transmitter anywhere near a, like an electrical source, like, like yeah. It's... it's the same reason that I have to plug this laptop in across the room from where we record the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's an outlet right under us, but if I plug it in here, you'll hear a buzzing throughout the entire thing. Um, 
and then she also goes through and finds out that he's a member of the Darwin Society, mm-hmm. and she reads a specific article on acid rain that apparently he had read. Yeah. So she takes a bunch of like microfilm pictures of it so she can use this in conversation with him later. It, it seems kind of weird the placement of the newsletter. Yeah. It's like up on a bookshelf, like on top of books. It doesn't seem like something he had read recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she also goes through all of his scrapbooks, which are conveniently labeled scrapbook, <laughs> for uh, for as much background information yeah. as she can collect on him. Yeah, you get you get you get cheaper scrapbooks at the generic scrapbook store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say scrapbook on yeah. them. Um, not fond memories or anything like that. It's just blank scrapbook. It's just full of pictures of scrapbooks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh. There's a weird, like, there's a call from Nikki on the phone that goes to message, and she listens to it about Nikki's briefcase. And I thought thought that that was going to play into the episode in some kind of way. Yeah. But it it, it, it doesn't. really doesn't. Yeah. It, 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 Other it, than to remind us that Nikki's kind of a dummy, and that her message is like, hey, you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she probably says that at the beginning of every message she yeah. leaves him. Well, yeah, she left her briefcase in his car, I guess. Yeah. It, it's like, okay. But it doesn't play into the plot. Yeah, it's like, what? Well, why, wait, you rode with him? Yeah. It, it, it's, just, it's more, it does more and more, in fact, just to establish the, that it seems like they are in a relationship when they're actually not. Yeah. So, um, but um, as she leaves the bug and, and heads out, she goes back to her apartment and starts compiling her, like, uh, her dossier on yeah. MacGyver. Basically, like... The four ideas that she couldn't have possibly kept in her head at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they were as follows: they buy him off, buy him off, scare him off, love him off, and then later she adds a fourth one to the list. Yeah. But should um, we say now? Sure, kill, kill him, him off. off. <laughs> Which, I, as far as I know, we already tried once, so it's like, less of uh, an amazing revelation. Yeah, I, I feel like all the him offs work except for the love him off. Yeah, like that. That doesn't seem to. Because she really doesn't even try to love him off. Like, what could be misinterpreted in this episode as loving him off is still mm-hmm. killing him off. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, she's never just like, I love you so much, let's just... I guess she does say, let's yeah. just drop it. Yeah, she does but try she to never, convince him. It seems like pretty early on she realizes he's not just going to give it up. Yeah. That's why she quickly adds number four to yeah. the list. Um, but uh, before we exit the scene for the commercial break, we have like this kind of moment where MacGyver's playing guitar by himself which is the first time i think that we've ever seen him do that yeah we've never i don't think we've ever seen him play an instrument yeah i don't think so uh other than you know instruments that he concocted in the scene mm -hmm. instruments of death (laughs) (laughs) which sounds like a good macgyver episode title yeah or like a death metal band (laughs) yeah instruments of death um yeah so it's kind of it was kind of a weird scene just to have him playing guitar but yeah it's nice he he did a good job I, like, I think he I like, was just like, you, you guys know I can play guitar, right? Is there any way we can work this into a scene? Mm-hmm. I also like that his, like, the guitar strings aren't, like, trimmed down at the tuners. Like, they like they hang way out yeah. over. Like, he's got a lot of excess uh, yeah. uh, wire. I don't know if that's, like, a like just a stylistic thing. or that... Probably just because he used wires from his house. <laughs> he used <laughs> the electrical wiring? Yeah. He's just stripped copper until it was the right width for yeah. the note. Uh. So the the next act opens up with uh, at the foundation where they pretty much realized that they found out the tow truck was stolen that there were no prints, um, 
and uh, uh, oh no, actually this isn't the foundation. I'm sorry. Um, this is uh, her listening in on her his bug. Yeah, because MacGyver she, she heard him the play phone. the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, MacGyver now heads to an art class because apparently he takes art classes now. And that's now, where. Now, did she find something in his house that indicated that he took the art classes? How does she know to go there? Well, you can see the hockey painting uh, in a in a earlier state. Oh, in than his the one... apartment. When yeah, he's there? like okay. it's it's like it's just the lines of it, but it's there. Okay. Um, she also puts it down in her notes. Uh, okay. But I mean, like that—that that comes after. Right. But that, I guess that was the indicator that he was taking an art class. Okay. So then we're moving through an art class as a, as a instructor is going around, uh, just talking to the individual mm-hmm. artists. She stops on MacGyver, uh, to comment on his painting. Yeah, of a goalie. It, it actually doesn't even look like a goalie, though. Is it a goalie? It's a goalie. Yeah. Okay. It, it's 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 like it's much like the caricature that Debbie will draw later. Right. Yeah. It, it's, so, but she she steps up and then he says, "Yeah, I'm." I'm uh, doing a goalie. It's uh, they're much easier to draw because they don't move, and it's like there's there's no model here. Yeah, you're well, just you're just painting a goalie. Yeah, because like the first the first art uh, uh, canvas that we see is like some some like naked image yeah, it looks of like, a man. like a life drawing figure class. Yeah, I was like, oh, are they gonna, how they they're not going to show this, are they? And then of course they don't. They just they're just imagining it. Yeah, it's like God, you have a perfect imagination. Yeah. And so, yeah, MacGyver tries to make a joke with, with the instructor, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I decided I was going to paint a goalie. They're easier because they don't move as much. And she doesn't even respond at all. Yeah. She just walks away, and then he just kind of <laughs> goes Gosh. back to painting. And that's when we kind of pan over to the side, and we notice that there's there's a new student working right. on, a, on a canvas right next to him. And she's painting a sea otter versus a river otter or muskrat. Right. Probably because already she's trying to get his environmentalist attention. Right. Um, she she casually backs away from her painting and drops a whole bunch of brushes. And, and then does one of those, like, what happened? Oh, where? what did I... I don't oh, know what happened. Oh, hello. As MacGyver's going you. to pick them up. Yeah, she... she Then she she very... Like, I think you, you said that she takes a lot of risks here because she, she mentions the Darwin Society and that she co-wrote uh, an yeah, article she on says, acid rain. Oh yeah, there was an article on in the Darwin Society that I I basically co-wrote, but so and so took all the credit for it because that was the name on the article. Yeah. And so now MacGyver's already interested because he he read that article and mm-hmm. he he's been working with acid rain for a long time. Which by the way, what happened to acid rain? Yeah. I just kind of forgot about it after like the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah it's one of those things. It's like the ozone layer. Right. No one talks about the ozone the layer. The what zone layer? <laughs> the the uh, ozone. Yeah. And then uh, MacGyver goes to compliment her art. And he and he says, "Oh, that's a it's a sea otter. That's nice." And she's like, "Oh, you can tell it from a river otter." Which I never would have said the phrase "river otter" in my yeah, life. Yeah, I just would have said otter. Yeah, I might have said otter, or I probably would have said sea otter. I feel like I've said sea otter before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, most people can't tell them from a from a muskrat or something like that." Yeah, which, and which I looked up a picture of a muskrat, and I was like, "Okay, I can kind of see it." Yeah, maybe somebody could screw that up. Um, but she says she's paint, painting that for um, some kind of environmental cause, yeah. As well as like pr- some kind of promotional material, right? So MacGyver's just eating it all up. Yeah, he's like, oh yes. And he's like, let's get coffee. She's like, I don't like coffee. And he's like, neither do I. This <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll go get. We'll coffee. both get coffee, and we'll, we won't drink it. <laughs> yeah. The more of the Take that tip back. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Don't say that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Oh, quitting McGruber here, people. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> McGruber wouldn't do that. Uh, so, 
from from this very casually like asking her out on a date, um, we immediately get a huge montage of their entire like I guess I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna say like two or three weeks. It's like the three week study. Yeah. Because later on we'll find out that there's only a couple of days left before uh, the the hearing reconvenes. And I'm kind of having flashbacks to the beginning of Flame's End with like him embracing this woman in a leather jacket Mm -hmm. because we really haven't seen him be in a relationship before except for that one flashback at the beginning of of, uh, season one episode 13 right and so yeah we get like we see everything like we see them kind of like like walking around and like getting food and looking at exhibits and then like around on fountains yeah like uh, then a a sunset and then them kissing yeah over in front of a fireplace Mm mm-hmm and uh, I mean, we pretty much move from there right back to the beach site where she's letting kind of, I guess she's, he's giving her a tour yeah. of the site. And we see Nikki is setting explosives. Yeah, she's just kind of digging them up and like moving moving wires around and then MacGyver flips out on her. Yeah. Um, he says that they use the explosives to do like seismic tests, so they can't be all that powerful. Yeah. I mean, but still, I mean, you don't want to hold it in your hand. Right. But, uh but MacGyver claims that it could have taken her head clean off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> MacGyver, MacGyver survives a subtly larger explosion. Yeah. So um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but this is where we're the first time we get her name, which is Debbie. Right. Um, or Deborah. And Nikki kind of introduces herself to her and um, embarrasses MacGyver a little bit with like, oh, you're the one who's got MacGyver all going pitter-pat. Yeah. And uh, as she, Nikki, exits the scene uh you can tell that the gears are turning for debbie like she's like are you guys good friends like yeah like what's your what's basically what's the nature of your relationship with this woman not because she's jealous although macgyver might be reading it that way but because she intends to use her as like a bargaining chip yeah um so debbie like takes note and then like add and looks her up and gets like her gets nikki's address up on her computer which appears to be the same address i think it's the same address from when she got her wallet stolen yeah yeah uh and uh, and she still she i guess she is still or just occasionally dog sits because the dog is still at her apartment yeah and as uh enter debbie in her lynx trademark lynx <laughs> lynx uh, uh fur coat um which really she really is like the anti MacGyver because like the fur, the whole like, you know, like yeah. I can't, I can't see MacGyver wearing like fur. I feel like that's kind of the part of the point of her wearing it is that it's like, he would never do that. Mm-hmm. She, she is his polar opposite. Yeah. Um, but she wears So it. that we don't worry that they maybe should have ended up together at the end of this episode. Yeah. So she breaks into Nikki's apartment. The dog starts barking and Oh because my God. Anytime someone breaks into Nikki's apartment, she's dog sitting. Every yeah. Every time. And yeah, and you think like she's she's got she's being so like nice at first, like oh hello doggy, I got a surprise for you. I'm like oh she's just gonna bait the dog or poison be... the dog. I th- I thought at worst poison. I see. I thought I thought she was just gonna distract the dog, and like do something in the apartment, like ransack it so it looked like someone was looking for evidence or something. Yeah, yeah. I never expected it. She pops a switchblade out. Oh, my gosh. And then we cut to outside the apartment. And like you said, luckily we don't hear like the yipping. Because, yeah, that would have been pretty dark. I mean, Um, it's dark enough as it is. It's so dark. (laughs) Um, We just cut to MacGyver and 
Deborah on the verge of making out on his couch. Yeah. His too small for two people couch when the phone rings and MacGyver makes a joke. Oh, perfect timing. Let me go see who this idiot is. (laughs) And it's Nikki sobbing, of course. Yeah. Because now her neighbors are never going to trust her to dog sit again. And did you, did you see Nikki's phone? Like, uh, it's it's a it's your kind of standard like '80s large cordless phone, but the dial numbers are on the bottom of the phone. Oh, that's weird. So like as she was holding it, you could see the numbers were on the base. I don't. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was it was like a really weird setup for a phone. That's odd. Um, it, I don't like. I guess it goes. I can't even imagine how you put it in its cradle. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, 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 it it's it's very '80s. Yeah. I mean, like or it's even a, earlier. Like I remember. Um, I was watching The Man from Uncle recently, and they have like a rotary phone, but with the rotary thing on the bottom of it, on the bottom of the oh, base. Oh, yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Nikki, uh, you know, tells MacGyver about that the dog's been stabbed. Yeah. And she's just, she's just come across To it. death, by the to, way. To death. In case we haven't mentioned that, she yeah. did stab this dog to death. To death. Like, it wasn't just injured. Yeah. She killed a dog. And so MacGyver's going to go over it and, and check on Nikki, and, and Debbie's like, oh, gosh, is she all right? And, and no, someone stabbed the dog to death. Like, MacGyver yeah. hammers it home, yeah. and she's all, who would do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Secretly laughing inside. Yeah. It was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ruined a lynx coat. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to know that the dog fought back. Yeah. Because, like, she's in the dog's mouth and throat. Throat, yeah. So, like, this dog was, like, fighting her. Yeah, yeah. It was good to know. Um um, but, uh, apparently the police are treating the dog murder as a burglary attempt. Even though nothing was taken. <laughs> nothing was taken. Um, um, I guess my, you know, you know, uh, my, my father's ex, uh, police, but I guess there is a difference between like robbery and burglary and like entry. Like you can, if you break, just breaking into someone's house, if you don't steal anything, it's classified as one thing. And I can't Yeah, I thought it was just a B and E if. Yeah. If they just um, break in. But they, yeah, there's like, I guess there's weird names. So I guess technically this could have been considered a burglary. Yeah. Um, uh, not knowing for sure, again, the terminology. Yeah. But they killed a dog. There's clearly like more than just yeah. breaking and entering yeah. here. Like the Hamburglar never murdered dogs as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will the Hamburglar ever be brought to justice? <laughs> um. <laughs> Nothing can kill the grimace. Uh... So the the police are treating it as a burglary, a failed burglary. But Pete, Nikki, and all them know better. But there's no evidence other right. than a dead dog. Um, meanwhile, Debbie, back at her apartment, is crafting a, a transmitter, and has this is where we now see that she's added, she's added the option, the fourth option, yeah. yeah, to kill him off. Yes. Uh, I think we cut immediately from that to him getting on a boat. Yeah, getting on a boat. To nowhere. Like, they don't really explain properly where he's going. Yeah. It's just like, all right, well, I gotta go. Yeah, on this boat. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's going to maybe take water samples or something. It's not explained. Yeah. But, but it's she interesting. She has just admitted that she's in love with him because she's trying to yeah. get him to just believe her hook, line, and sinker. And he's like, all right, well, help me get this boat out in the yeah, water. He, I'm out of here. He doesn't answer her when yeah. she says, I love you. Yeah. Um, which maybe, maybe that was the indicator to her that she's failed yeah. in option three yeah. and option four is ready to go. It's interesting also to note that MacGyver owns a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Other than his houseboat. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. which is really hard to just to take places. Yeah. Although people will do that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, MacGyver 
sails off on his boat, and we get a quick image of him sitting out in the water. Uh, I mean, he gets maybe 400 yards away. Yeah, yeah, he's not that far. And she flips the switch, and we get this crazy explosion and a dummy body just yeah. flipping through the air into the, the water. The on the guyver gets launched up into the sky and then drops into the ocean. And we cut right from there to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. It's like immediately at the hospital, uh, Pete and Nikki show up and see Deborah is there waiting like outside a. Uh, I thought it was going to be a surgery room or something like that, but it's just yeah. a, it's just a hospital room. Yeah, he's already been through observation and everything. Mm-hmm. They said he's got he's got flash burns on his corneas. Yeah, and they they're probably going to recover, but they just have to wait for the swelling to go down and everything. Yeah, so he's so, got so he's got bandages over his eyes. Yeah, um, and burns on his face as we'll yeah, see. Yeah. But uh, no broken bones apparently. Right. <laughs> that's all that he was dealt even though i'm pretty sure we saw him fold completely in half <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and uh so pete nikki and debbie all go in and uh you know they all just checking in on macgyver and they they casually mentioned that macgyver would have been dead had some divers not been in the water below them uh laying mooring cable i don't know what that is but uh well, it's just weird because she was right there. She saw the boat explode. So it's mm-hmm. like, couldn't she have, like, swam out to him? Exactly. Like, if the only thing that was wrong was that he burned his eyes, like, then he was, was he conscious when he <laughs> hit the water? Or uh, what happened? I think the assumption is that he was unconscious when he hit the water. And so he would have drowned if there hadn't been people literally right, right under him. Because the weight of his clothes maybe would have caused him to But sink. there were no boats near where his exploded. Right. So if there were divers down there... They didn't have like any like divers markers yeah, or flags. Walked in from the shore. Anyway, he survives. Yeah. Um, Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Our titular character survives this episode. Um, so Debbie once again meets with Mister Knapp. Um, I love when she's like in meeting mode, where she's got her hair slicked back, like it's all shimmery and yeah. oily, and back pulled back tight. She looks like Natalia from. Rocky and Bowling. Yeah. Um, or like uh, anything you've ever seen Debbie Mazar in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, her plan now is to to take him on a romantic getaway and throw him off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> because he's blind, so the, I guess the premise is that uh, he would fall. Because yeah. that's the most convenient way to kill a blind person. Yeah. Just I take... mean, no offense to our blind listeners, but... It's really easy to kill you guys. Yeah. You don't need to take him up to a cliff on the other end of the state. Like, just you just stab him at home. <laughs> you just stab him at home, in the yeah. convenience of their home. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we get a quick scene at MacGyver's place where he's stumbling around and Pete's being, like, overly motherly of him. Um, until he sees that Debbie's going to be taking care of him. And then he's like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess you're in good hands, MacGyver. Yeah. Um... I mean, really, the only justification for making this murder look like an accident is so that they don't accuse the people that want to build and develop. Right. But it's like, Pete already knows about two other attempts on his life in the last week. Yeah, this would be super suspicious. Yeah. Especially with you, Debbie. Don't like you. Yeah. Uh, Debbie, also the uh, killer in Adam's family. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... Adla, the, I guess the Phoenix Foundation paid to get an autopsy on the dog. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they were convinced that the stabbing is what killed it. Yeah, so luckily they did because, well, not only the stabbing is what killed the dog, but they found Link's hair in the mouth and throat of the dog. Right. 
in implicating that the dog again, like I said before, had fought back. Yeah. Like was trying to bite at her or something like that when she's stabbing the dog, yeah. which is good. And I then wa- Pete does a couple of leaps with this yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. His first leap was that it must be a woman yeah. wearing a lynx coat. And why didn't he see that before? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of this. It could have been a woman. Like, for some reason, like, they'd written off half of the population as, as potential suspects. And then he's like, of course. You know, five years ago, they used a woman to kill some. It's like, really? Yeah. Five years ago was the last time anyone had a woman do anything? <laughs> what are you talking about, a, Pete? A, a woman hasn't killed anyone in five years. Yeah. This is the first female murderer. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not since Lizzie Borden has such yeah. a thing ever occurred. Of course. About 40 years ago, a woman gave her parents 40 wax with an, with an axe. Is it 40? Wow, well, Lizzie Borden took, took an axe, took an axe and gave her father 40, 40 wax. Yeah, I think it's 40. Something, yeah. Yep. Borden. I think maybe it was 30. Anyway, I don't know the rhyme. Yeah. Um, Either way, she's a murderer. Yeah, she's she's a female murderer. Yeah. It happens. Um, and a female dog murderer. So now they completely suspect that Deborah, Debbie, is the killer. Because she's the only new woman character in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Has there been any recent new women around? Yeah. Well, MacGyver's girlfriend. <laughs> like, Nikki's just like, yeah, you're right. Let's get rid of his new girlfriend. <laughs> like, she's she, just, super... she just wants him to be single again. Yeah, she's super annoying. Um, so they call the houseboat. And, of course, he's not there because they've already left for their trip. Right. Um, when they try MacGyver's radio phone, uh, uh, it's important to know that there's a lightning storm. So the the phone's coming in all garbled, and Mac can hear that it's Nikki, and Nikki can hear MacGyver. But uh, the garbling continues until uh, Debbie just switches off the phone. MacGyver, again, can't see. So he that... doesn't know. He thinks the line just went dead. Right. But when Nikki calls the house first... Um, she doesn't wait long enough to hear the outgoing message. Right. But we've learned in the past that MacGyver's very, uh, very up to date on his outgoing messages. He usually right. tells you exactly where he's going and how long he's going to be gone and exactly. in the message. Um, so maybe if she'd have actually held on long enough to find out um, if what his outgoing message said, she might have known exactly where he was headed. But she didn't. She nope. hung up as soon as he didn't answer, and the and the answering machine picked yeah, up. Yeah, and it seems like he would have told Pete. Yeah. Like, he would have told Pete where he, that he... By the way, people have been trying to kill me, so just so you know. Yeah. I should probably tell you where I'm going so that when I don't call you for the next couple of days, you know why. Um, so as they're driving, uh, now Pete is on the phone with the police and uh, describes MacGyver's Jeep and gives them, them the, the license, license plate, plate number. Which, I don't know why the police would set up active roadblocks, not knowing where they where would be going. going. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I'm assuming it's a completely unrelated roadblock. Right. Um, but but since, it makes her paranoid. Yeah, and, and since they did circulate the license plate number, right. there's a possibility. I mean, she doesn't that know that. it would that. come up, yeah. But, so, she plays it off like, oh, we should call your friends since they were trying to call you when she sees right. the roadblock. And, because uh, MacGyver, MacGyver Yeah, he feels them come to a stop and he says, oh, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, well, you know what, I'm going to make a U-turn because there was a gas station back there we could use the phone at. But... When there's a cop blockade set up mm-hmm. and they see someone stop and then make a U-turn, they, yeah. they usually chase that person down. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
again, like my family in law enforcement and they work DUI checkpoints. Yeah. And they say they're, they're not looking for people who are coming up to the checkpoint. They're looking yeah, they're, for the people who make suddenly. They're turn a block back. <laughs> and there's usually a police car waiting there. Exactly. With the lights off so that they can see if somebody does that. It's like, whoops. Yeah. Um, I only do that one time because I realized as I was coming up on the checkpoint that I didn't have my driver's license in my pocket because I like literally like drove out to pick up a pizza and then I was on my yeah. way home and I was like, oh crap, I don't have my ID and they're going to make me. So I had to like find a roundabout way to get back to my house to avoid <laughs> the thing because I didn't want to get like a ticket for not having my ID on me. Joke's on them though. Open liquor. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was drunk. I was. That's why I forgot my ID. I was drunk and my car was covered in corpses. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true don't trick a drive so uh debbie now takes the car off road and mcgiver immediately is like what's going on like where are we because uh they're hitting all these like uh pothole not potholes i guess but this uh yeah, he's like what is this a gas station in the middle of a prairie or something like that yeah and so and then she finds an abandoned building a, like some kind of warehouse yeah drives them inside and she's you could you can clearly tell even just by the sound that they're inside of a building. Yeah, as soon as the rain stops, pitter patting against the window. Yeah. And she's all, "Get out! We're here." And it's like <laughs> trying to be as creepy as possible. Yeah, it's like why not just kill him in the car? Yeah. Or she could have like driven the car and dive, dove out of the car, like let it hit something. Like, yeah. She she I guess knife. Knifing people and dogs is her preferred method of killing people, yeah. but it seems like so personal. Especially with such a small knife, it seems like that would be really hard to do. Even, yeah. Even with a guy that can't see you and fight back, like a very small knife is not the ideal way to do it. Right. Because he's going to be on the defense the first time you stick him, and that's not enough to kill him. So they get out of the car. MacGyver immediately suspects that there's something weird because there's broken glass. The sound is off because they're inside of a building. And and she just goes ahead and throws her element of surprise away by saying, I'm sorry it had to be this way. And then, and then clicks, clicks the knife. Clicks the knife. She couldn't have clicked it when the when she slammed the door closed or any other time. I'm assuming that MacGyver pieces it together immediately when he hears the knife click. Yeah. Like not not only that it's a switchblade, but that She killed the dog, she's yeah. been after him. Yeah. And so he just hits her with his raincoat. Yeah, Which, and it's enough to knock her down to the ground. Yeah, so he must have really swung that coat. Yeah. And the bricks, presumably, that he had in yeah, the coat. Yeah, he had bricks in his pockets, I'm sure. Um, so he, he's forced to, like, crawl, stumble away because he doesn't know where he is, and he's hitting all kinds of, like, barrels and wheels of cable and stuff like that in this warehouse. Um, he doesn't even, like, he, he picks a place to hide, but he doesn't even know where he is or if he's sitting out in the open or not. Yeah. And as Debbie comes to, she doesn't know where he's gone, but she suspects he must still be in the warehouse because she starts talking to him a lot. Yeah. It's another one of those, like, um, John DeLancey and uh, The Escape where someone's just talking for the sake of talking so that right. there's sound to go in the background of MacGyver's plot. Mm -hmm. So MacGyver peels off his uh, bandages and starts trying to get a focus, which is still, his eyes aren't fully adjusted to uh, anything really. Yeah. So he's he's got blurred vision. It's hard to see. Things are bright, and uh, but one of the things he manages to spot is a piece of pipe, which he just kind of lobs off in a direction. I to guess to try and distract her in that in that direction. Right. I mean, you think she'd be professional enough to know 
you never go towards the noisy here. Right, but he also okay. So assuming that that what he wanted her to think was that he had tripped over this pipe on his way out that door that was that way. Right. He didn't know there was a door over there. No. So when he threw the pipe, all he knew was that she would maybe approach that sound. Right. But not that she would be on the other side of a wall that she wouldn't be able to see him mm-hmm. walk right up to the truck and start doing, doing all kinds stuff. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, because that's what he does. She runs outside, and he crawls underneath his truck after getting the jumper cables from inside, and starts. I mean, I don't know how jeeps work, but he seems to find the battery contacts. Yeah, that, and there's like jumper cables in the back seat, and then he crawls underneath the jeep and unplugs the the coolant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would. there's a big green puddle under the car right and then he hooks up half of the jumper cables to the, to battery. the battery and then he holds on to the other half and just stands in front of the jeep i wondering was the jeep still running i don't think it was okay but the battery would still have juice all right yeah that was because i was wondering like because it'd probably be more of a jolt if like he connected to the alternator yeah that's true actually because i don't know how many volts a, a car battery is but i still don't volts. feel like it's enough to like knock a person out like he does with her yeah, I mean, it just seems like it would it would it would shock you enough that it would hurt. But she goes unconscious. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen I've seen footage of people touching electric fences. That's way yeah, more. Yeah, that's juice. like hundreds of thousands of volts. Yeah, and and they don't they don't they don't get knocked out. They because yeah, yeah. they, they're screaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So I was wondering if maybe if the if the car was still running and he hooked it up to the alternator in some kind of way. Yeah, maybe. But. Uh, so she comes back in, and... Uh, he he kind of gives himself up to lure her towards the truck. Right, right. She makes a couple of bad puns, um, like, because she finds his bandages. Oh, yeah. And she goes, am I a sight for sore eyes or what? Yeah. Like, she's reveling in the moment. Um, and so he, yeah, like you said, he comes out to try to lure her over. And she tests his vision, because she's not sure if, she, if he can see her or not, because his eyes are still damaged. Yeah. So she throws, a, like, a stick or a piece of pipe... And MacGyver doesn't react to it until he hears the sound. Yeah, and then he turns his head to look at it as if he thinks she's over that way now. Right. And so now she's convinced that she can just approach him without any trouble. Yeah. Um, which is what she should have done in the beginning. Yeah. Instead of talking to him and men- and telegraphing her moves. Um, yeah, or just been like, oh man, you know what? I think this gas station is closed. And then hit him with a pipe yeah. in the head as hard as she can. Any number of things she could have yeah. done. So she approaches him, and he's sort of behind his back, got the other right of the, of the jumper cables. And then when she finally steps into the puddle, with her boots, yeah, her rubber sole boots. Her protective boots. Yeah, that would, that would prevent her electrocution. Then he tosses the, uh, the other end of the jumper cables into the puddle. Although, you know what I was just thinking just now? What's that? She was outside in the rain, and she's probably soaked. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think that... that that's the only way I could think that Maybe. that would have worked. That's possible, too. But, but it if, wouldn't have worked otherwise. Yeah, but it would also at least have dampened the electricity going to her. It wouldn't That's have been the full force of the of the battery. Yeah. Because, I mean, people know about electricity is it, it finds the path of least resistance. Yeah. Not the path of most resistance. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, it's enough to shock her and knock her out. Um, and then... He takes the knife out of her hand. Yeah, he takes the knife out of her hand and he's like, he's like looming over her. And, and, like, examining the knife. And then he says, I think it's about time we renegotiated. Yeah. And and the, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, what is he going to do here? Yeah, it's like, like, you broke his heart. He could do anything right now. Yeah. Uh, 
but luckily, I guess he leaves her alive. Yeah. Or at least alive enough for her to testify in the next scene. Yeah. Because, uh... We, we go back to the courthouse that we've been in occasionally, and, uh, everyone from the side of the new development is there, mm-hmm. but no one from the Phoenix Foundation is there. Even though all this stuff happened last night, they should have already gotten their stuff together. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but Ned Bellamy stands up and says, hey, they're not here. I think it's pretty clear that they've forfeited their investigation and we should be able to break ground. Right. Um, and then just then, of course, the door opens and, uh... Pete and Nikki and MacGyver come in and they say, look, we're sorry we're late, but we think we'll understand. You'll understand why. Mm-hmm. And um, and then MacGyver f- further explains that he has given the go-ahead for the 18-month environmental study, study yeah. um, but that it probably doesn't mean much to Mr. Knapp because he's going to be in prison long before that right. time is up. And then the judge is like, what is this? What are you talking oh, about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when they say, well, he's guilty of uh, attempted murder. Yeah, conspiracy. Or conspiracy to commit murder, because he didn't actually try and do it. Um, And then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's when they walk Deborah in. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she's like, don't act so surprised. I'm a negotiator. This is just the best deal that I could make. Which isn't true. She could have denied the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it would just be MacGyver's word against hers. And then at this point, Mr. Knapp could also deny the whole thing. And then it would be her word against Mr. Knapp's. Yeah. Uh, there, there are options here. Yeah, the only way that they could, may, well, maybe because she asked for half of the money up front, that he'd have a hard time explaining yeah. where two hundred fifty thousand dollars went. Yeah, and also I feel like she's obviously well connected and well, yeah. well financed. I think she could have made a better deal. Yeah, probably. Like, or, or maybe, and we don't know what her sentence is. It could have been an extremely reduced sentence. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and she's got the money to get better lawyers who could get her even. Like get her under house arrest or something. Yeah, I I don't feel like anything really bad is going to happen to her. Yeah, even though uh, she's the one who's actually guilty of attempted murder. Yeah, and killing a dog. Yeah, uh, but dog murder luckily is not a crime. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. If that's, <laughs> Ooh, that's a relief. <laughs> oh my god, that is a weight off of my mind. <laughs> oh gosh, just drunk with a car covered in corpses, and a trunk full of dogs. <laughs> But the dogs, it's fine. Yeah, the dogs are fine. That's yeah. great. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Just so you know, listeners, that's that's made up fact. Yeah, I don't. That's not. That don't is not the me. Mac fact. I'm not for... permitting you to kill dogs. <laughs> that's not our Mac fact this week. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that's basically the end of the episode. There, yeah. The yeah. Um, MacGyver does do this weird kind of lip lick as he's staring at uh, uh, Deborah at yeah. the end. It like because. They should have just ended on a freeze frame, but yeah. they do this slow pan in, and I guess he he makes a mouth gesture. I don't think it's intentional. I think it was just like a tick, but it looks very odd. Yeah. Um. It looks like he's uh giving her some kind of like uh uh like cue or not like a cue, but like a you know what I'm talking about, like a just like, like he's a, mocking her. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't like that. Yeah. They should have done another take. But this is a crazy episode. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. MacGyver gets blown up. A dog gets stabbed to death. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like, you can't say that about any other MacGyver episode so far. Yeah, no. Very few dog stabbings yeah. prior to this, this episode. <laughs> the dog stabbing ratio has been alarming yeah. a little low. <laughs> we've, uh, we've threatened dogs before, I think. But I don't think we've stabbed any yet. Yeah. But I think Nikki's dog sitting days are over. Yeah, oh my gosh, right? Because I mean, last time she almost got killed. Mm-hmm. And then this time the dog did. Yeah. So she's... 
I wouldn't be even be in that apartment building anymore. Like I would. Yeah, that's true. I think it is the same apartment. Yeah. So Forster. I think I think that uh, she needs to move. Yeah. Because she's clearly been targeted. That makes sense. Let's get her out of there. Uh, but yeah, this is it's a crazy episode. It's it's a unique look at someone manipulating MacGyver in this way. Yeah. Because we've had him had like little romantic flings here and there for an episode. Yeah. Um, but obviously while this was obviously contained in an episode, this was weeks of time has passed. Yeah. Usually if there's a love interest, it's for that day, you yeah. know? Um, th- this was the first time that we've seen MacGyver in a relationship. In a long-term relationship. We've referred to previous long-term relationships. Right. It's the first time. Not the first time that it's blown up in his face though. Yeah, that's true. I think it's about the third time that a girlfriend has turned on him. Yeah. Or, or been blown <laughs> or been near an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Flames End is so good. It's still my favorite episode so far. Um, but yeah, this was a good episode. I, 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 I had a lot of WTF moments, and yeah. I, I liked it. I was really like surprised and pleased by the level of commitment to this evil character that they yeah, did. Yeah, Because her wardrobe too. It's important to note her wardrobe all throughout the episode. She's like wearing like some super tight leather suit. Um. And she's a leather beret. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she's got her, like, her breaking and entering Link's coat. You know, I was just thinking about it, too, because um, Pete makes the point, like, oh, man, like, I should have thought about it. Five years ago, they used a woman to assassinate, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, did, wasn't it last year that Susan Murphy infiltrated the Phoenix Foundation? Yeah, and exactly. People? Like, it wasn't even that long ago that <laughs> we had we encountered our last sociopathic female ourselves on the show. No, that that was determined to be one of the other guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was she was just along for the ride. Or what about the uh, the so doctor? She, and she just committed suicide out of grief because <laughs> <laughs> she jumped out the window of, of Pete's office. And which doctor? Uh, the uh, the Phoenix Foundation scientist who killed her. She killed her dog. Oh, right, With the yeah. virus. That was an unintentional killing, though. Yeah, a lot of dogs dead this season. Yeah. My dog is dead. Yeah, we're going to see another one next week. <laughs> Buddy! <laughs> oh, my gosh, we do. This yeah. is horrible. This is a horrible season. Yeah. Uh, no, we need dogs. Yeah, for dogs. This has been a great MacGyver season, though. Yeah. Uh, um, if you have any other thoughts you want to share on this episode... Uh, you can find us on our Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast. Or you can find us on our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And as always, if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Those ratings help us to be more popular yeah. with the ladies. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, listeners. The, what the, did I say? The, the leaders. Listener, listeners. Um, tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 16, The Spoilers. Yeah with Randall Tex Cobb. Nice. So stick around because that's another fun one. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.